all these ideas about being involved in the community and lifting others up and the abundance mindset, it was just validating. It just gave me that confidence I needed to just go dominate. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui. I'm super excited today. I've been talking to Stephanie here for the last few minutes and the and we could have kept going. I should have hit the record sooner. But right now I'm interviewing Stephanie Heiser. She's from Visalia, California. She's been listening to the podcast for a long time. Great story about how she got into real estate. And we started messaging back and forth like on Instagram probably in the last several months. We'd be talking about ideas or things that came out on the, on the podcast and I kept encouraging her to sign up to get on here because I knew she was going to have so much to share. So, Stephanie, I'm glad you finally said yes to my ask and you applied to be on the podcast. How's it going? Oh, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. I absolutely love Real Estate Rockstars. Definitely my favorite podcast. Listen to it nonstop. And I just can't believe I'm here. Yeah. You, well, you have earned it. When I got to see the stuff that you've been doing, you definitely deserve to be here just like the people before you. And I'm super excited you get to learn. When did you start listening to the podcast? I started listening to the podcast at in 2019. Mm-hmm. I decided I should try to get my real estate license, see what it was about. I was commuting to work about like 45 minutes each way. So all I listened to was real estate rock stars every single day. So I listen to the current episodes and then just have it set on like playing automatically every episode I haven't heard. So I've heard like a good majority of them for sure. That like that gets me all teary-eyed and excited when I get to hear that. So where were you working at the time when you had that 45-minute commute? I was teaching in Palm Springs, like a admin role at an elementary school. So you were a teacher, you were, now, did you have your license yet? Or you were like, you started listening to the podcast to decide if you should get your license? Um, I was flipping a cabin in Joshua Tree. I lived in Joshua Tree, commuting to Palm Springs. I didn't realize that my cabin was zoned rec cabin and not single family residence. And the agent that I bought the cabin from was the listing agent, double-ended the deal. And I felt like a lot of anger, (laughs) even though I should have done my due diligence, but I had no clue. It was my first investment purchase. My husband and I bought it with the cash we made on selling his home that he bought as a single man. And I just thought like, wow, I really wish this agent would have warned me that I would have to go through the whole new build permit process. Like I thought I would just paint some cabinets and put up some drywall and call it a day. But no, I had to do full new construction. So I learned all about drafting. Because of the zoning you had to do that? Mm-hmm. They were like, no, if you're going to do it, you have to, it's totally different code. 
Well, it's because the Homestead Act in the 50s, you could build a 400 square foot spot and then get five acres. So the desert is just spotted with these old abandoned cabins. And it's become a huge trend to flip them now. So I was like the cabin queen. People would call me and be like, "Uh, I heard you went through this. And so basically that whole scary, terrifying, awful experience, looking back, it's an amazing experience. But at the time I cried, but I thought, you know, I should get my license and I should help educate and advocate for my clients. That's so awesome. Like it's awesome. And it's not just like you said, like a horrible experience. (laughs) That's a great experience. I've had my share of ups and downs and I learned way more during my downtimes than I've ever learned during my prime time. But the, you said something where you're like, I should have done my own due diligence. You were almost like taking self blame for that. But when the reality is, is as agents and all you guys listening out there as agents, we know you guys know that you're responsible to protect your buyer. You are responsible to inform your buyer. And it really sounds like that first example, there's plenty of bad agents out there too, is an example of an agent that that was a bad agent that wasn't fulfilling their fiduciary responsibility, wasn't doing the thing that they were supposed to be doing with that. Yeah, for sure. And double ending the deal always makes me a little... Yeah, that's, that's way worse when it's like, are you really, rep- who are you representing more, the buyer or the seller? Do you think that, do you think that double ending should be allowed? I personally feel like I could do it and have fair support on both sides, but I do not think it should be allowed. I don't, I just think it gets too hairy. I personally, I feel like my fiduciary duty is to, integrity and into the good for all people like even if I'm representing a seller I'm not trying to screw over a buyer like I definitely advocate for everyone being open and honest and transparent and working together to just make it work for everybody involved but of course I mean your job is to support your client so Double ending, it gets hairy, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it should be allowed. I think, I mean, I, I think it should be illegal for it. There's plenty of people do it fine, right? And there's probably, because the advantage to somebody double ending is instead of their 5% commission, there's a 3% commission. Now, the only But reason, not all the time. Right. So if they're still getting paid the same amount, then... And at least if there's a discounted commission, then somewhere in there, the buyers and sellers are getting an extra advantage. There's a risk if it's if it's double-ended, right? There's a risk to the buyer and a risk to the seller if one agent's doing both. So as a result, I think they should get that risk offset by cost, right? Like it should be something that made the deal work out. Like, oh, the seller needed to get a little bit more money, but because we could do it. But yeah, when it's double-ended, full commission, I think that that is a problem uh, in real estate. I saw news today that in one in one state they just made it illegal for uh, people to send the buyer love letters. Now. Yeah, so, in Oregon. Yeah, so in Oregon they came out and said if you're going to say so that no longer will they let people say like here's the story about my buyer, here's why you can. Did you see why? I didn't see why. I just saw it as a headline. I was like, oh, that's wild. Well, they've been talking about how it's just a violation of fair housing, and I hate buyer letters. And I was like, hey, California should totally institute that rule. But like we need more laws in California, but I, 
<laughs> I just think so like for example my husband and I put in an offer on a super cute gorgeous house and the agent literally told me we were the highest offer like I know how to write a good offer I really wanted this house but of course now looking back I'm grateful I didn't get it and I absolutely love the house we did get but this agent legit told me that the seller went with another offer because they had a family photo with their puppy dog. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, which I, is fine. As a, seller, like, as a seller, I don't read my buyer letters. But I tell you what, the house that I live in now, when we were choosing, it was almost like reverse. We were looking at a few different houses and the lady that was selling us the house, she showed us a picture. I have three girls and a boy. I have three daughters and a son. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh my gosh, your family looks just like mine when we moved in. And she sent me a picture of her family when they moved in. And it was like the same ages, the three girls and a boy. And when she showed us the house, she showed like the boy, like, here's where your room is. Show the girl, here's where your room is. So by Aww. her sending us that picture, we're like, this is the house for us. It's meant to be like our picture is a total match. So that stuff works. We're all sappy when it comes down to it. So you're yeah. just... It's, sorry. It's super sweet when it does work out really well like that and I personally love when like we can help a family get into a home versus an investor buy their 10th home. But then again, like I have super sweet, amazing investors too. Why should they be like shafted? It's just, it's really hard. There just should be no emotion in real estate. It should be business. Who's going to get to the finish line? Who has proof of funds? Who can pay the appraisal gap? Like who is going to get through the finish line and keep it less stressful for everybody? Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I wanna sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for 220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents. It's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site. So buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. Yeah. Anything that offsets that it's not the best, it also affects appraisal, right? If somebody sells it for less because of, a, of something else, like that's, I don't think that's right either. People get to do whatever they want to do. It's kind of like the, there's a signs that say no shirt, no, sh- I, I, we have the right to refuse service to anybody. <laughs> like a seller can accept whatever offer they want, kind of, yeah. but fair housing laws affect, impact that stuff. Yeah. Unless you're accepting the very highest offer, I feel like if someone did take you to court, it would be super difficult 
to validate why you went with this lower offer and it wasn't based on something that would violate fair housing. Yeah. So you're doing like 50 transactions a year now? Yes. Last year, I, well, my first 12 months, I did 54 transactions. This year, I'm on pace to do about 50, but I moved to a new town five hours away from where I started my career. And I started a team. So in some ways, it's taking a small step back to take a huge step forward. Those 54 transactions I mean, those are the ones that closed. Think of all the buyers and transactions I did that fell out of escrow or all the people that didn't actually buy. Like I worked 12 and 15 hour days for a year straight. And I never, ever want to do that again. That's such a great thing to think about, especially for uh, the agents out there that aren't hitting the volume levels they want and the 50 houses, that's a lot of houses. But but you're the first person I've interviewed in a really long time that has brought up the fact that for you to get 50 houses closed, that means you've worked with hundreds of buyers and sellers. You've shown thousands of houses, right? Like just the way the math works, if you got 50 to close, you had at least four or five times that you were working with. You know, so the, each one of them, they didn't just look at one, yeah. or write just one, especially <laughs> in today's market. Three years ago, if you had, a, I mean, if you had 10 clients, you were going to get nine deals done. And now if you have 10 clients, you're going to get like two or three deals done. Yeah. If you're lucky. What's so you were, you decided to move. So you had to kind of start over and then you took this as the time. Is that why you decided to start a team this time? You're like, Hey, it's a fresh start. It's a good time to, to make that change. Well, being a teacher and a vice principal, I feel like just that like desire to teach and share and motivate others is burning inside of me. And I can do that with my clients but I love meeting new agents. I love talking with the people that just got their license and they're hungry. I love talking to people that are just like feeling stuck in their career or wanting a change. Like I'm such a firm believer in living the life that you want, like go create it, go make it happen. And so long story kind of short, I wasn't going to start a team until next year. But my husband and I are huge baseball fans. And he tried to surprise me with buying like a banner advertisement at the baseball stadium. And he was like, babe, I just, this is too many decisions for me to make for you. Can you please go to the stadium and just pick a spot, talk to the dude and let's get you in the stadium. I went and talked to the guy and we spent like a long time together touring the stadium, talking about different opportunities. And he told me about a stadium buyout that like financial group was doing. And I was like, um, how much is that? I totally want to do that. And so I just did a stadium buyout and I was like, oh my God, I have to start a team literally right now because I can't buy out a stadium like sponsored by Stephanie Heiser. That feels freaking terrifying. But like sports is my jam. So Heiser home team was this vision in my brain. And I'm like, ooh, home team. And it would work perfect at a baseball stadium. So I called up a, a phenomenal agent that was my mentee in my former brokerage. I was a mentor and I like 
convinced him to come to my new broker, join my team, and now we're Heiser Home Team. Yeah. So when did you move to the new town? In February. Okay. So you're five months in. And so one of the ways that you're going to, and, and where you're buying out the stadium, this is in your new town? Yes. So how many people, so by buying out a stadium, you're like, I'm buying all the tickets for a game. And I think you told me it was for like the, the Dodgers uh, kind of prep team. Like the. Yeah. The Visalia Rawhide, they are the Arizona Diamondbacks farm team. We're yeah. a low A minor league team. And this game that I bought out is the first home game against the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. And that's the Dodgers farm team. And I'm a huge Dodgers fan. I'll like totally root for the Rawhide that night. And I have season tickets to the Rawhide game because I am just obsessed with baseball. I love the Rawhide. Marcus, the guy at the stadium that's been helping me with everything is phenomenal. But basically, everyone gets to go to the game for free, courtesy of the Heiser home team. I have the tickets like right behind home plate that I'm giving out to people. We donated a bunch of tickets to the Miracle League. I've invited different charities to come have a booth at the game. One lady is like launching her small business at the game. It's her first time selling her product in public, like just because we were talking about my game. And also at the game, I'm kind of doing a big launch of Visalia Love. Like I literally love Visalia. I moved here because I'm self-employed and can live wherever I want. And so with Visalia Love, like I have these clay hearts that I hide around town. And if you find it, you get to keep it, or you can give it to someone you love. And at the game, we're going to hide hearts and have five different prizes from local businesses. And so this lady that's making soap, she is donating a beautiful gift basket and having a booth. So it's just an opportunity, but just turned into an opportunity for entrepreneurs and small charities to get exposure and to have my commercial on the big screen. That's awesome. How many people fit in the stadium? 2,600. All right. So you bought tickets for 2,600 people at the stadium. You get to give them away. You get to tell the town they get to come for free. You sent them to some other organizations. So that gets to be the center. What a way to get your name kind of started to be heard and recognized in a new town as well. Like a way to make an announcement of, Hey, now we're the home team and, and new to a place like, the so much of marketing and advertising is that name recognition. Sometimes we say you have to see people several times. So it's like the people that are there, they're going to see your name, hear it several times. And then now when they see you later with anything else that you're doing, like it has to, it has to help. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that just makes me think of the importance of branding. Like my video on the screen is not just something I shot on my iPhone. I, actually found this phenomenal marketing company and they've been doing my photos, my website, the copy on my website and the video. And it's just unique. It's different than every other real estate video and website I've seen. 
And like, I'm not just any other agent and my clients aren't just another client. So I want all of my branding to convey that I absolutely love Visalia. I love real estate. I'm going to take you from like finding a lender till way after you've gotten your keys and that, you know, we just are very thorough and everything is different. I don't want just the IDX feed right when you log into my site. I want you to see the link to Visalia Love. And I want you to see like tips about the neighborhoods in the town. I want you to see the pictures of my team and how much fun we have together. So I think all of it just wraps into one package that just says who you are. Like your Instagram page is supposed to build your personality and provide content as well. I think I have like 28 followers on the Heiser Home Team page. And social media is just not my thing. I'm working towards it for sure. But I just think like branding and being intentional, but also like being open to not being perfect is just a great mix. Being yourself and being authentic is just the only way to do it. Yeah. The, um, well, and you and I met through social media, right? So social media works for, for some of that stuff. And before we hit record, you and I were kind of laughing about the idea that the cool thing about real estate is there's so many options and ways to market ourselves, and you can be horrible at 90% of them. And if you crush just <laughs> one out of 10 things, if there's an, if you find a niche, like, Yes, you should set up an Instagram page and you should set up a website and you should set up a Facebook and you should run ads and you should buy out stadiums and you should do everything because you should be doing all the different things you can. And But if you're authentic when you do it, you can do a lot of them bad. And if you do a couple of them good, it's going to work out. And now I also think it's great. Like, yes, you're going to have the, the 2,200 people in the stadium, you know, right there. What, like you've got a, a, a crowd that's going to be there. So having the right video and the right message to really be able to do that properly. Like, yes, that's your opportunity to make a good impression. Real estate rock stars. This is a commercial break from our podcast sponsor, House Folios. We're in real estate to find the next big deal, right? We want to find the deal, make money, and then turn around and do it all over again. It can be frustrating having to search through thousands of properties, trying to find that Goldilocks property that is just right for your investment goals. That's why we're here to tell you about House Folios. Housefolios is a management software for single family home investors that makes it simple to find good deals, get financing, and manage your property portfolios all from one platform. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily search for properties, both listed and unlisted, analyze numbers based on your specific assumptions, and provide resources to get you through underwriting and closing. And this is a feature we like most. You can track your numbers at multiple levels. Want to see the returns on the specific property in seconds? Check. How about an entire portfolio of properties you're looking to buy? Check. And then being able to present these properties to investors to become the go-to real estate agent for their investment needs. How awesome is that? Managing your investment properties has never been easier. The best part, it's affordable. Plans start at just $29 a month, 29 bucks to unlock the tools to manage your entire investing cycle, all in one place. Check it out at housefolios.com. And if that's not enough, Housefolios is giving our listeners a special rate on an entire year of Housefolios, just 99 bucks. So instead of 29 bucks a month, 99 bucks, for the year, head on over to housefolios.com forward slash RE Rockstars to sign up. Again, head over to housefolios.com forward slash RE Rockstars to get an entire year of housefolios for only 99 bucks. 
before we came on, you showed me that rock. Show me one of your Visalia. Okay, it's not a rock. It's, it's a clay. It's not a rock. Ornament. <laughs> I almost made her angry. Like the. Um, no, really it's awesome. totally cool. The like, there's Visalia or rock Visalia with kindness is an amazing, amazing, awesome. Okay, thing. so rock is a thing, but you're a clay. What yes, it's ornament. Just yeah, does, a does little dangly thing. That looks freaking awesome. Where did you? Does it say who made it on the back? Like, is your name on the back or anything? Well, I had to order these because my kiln is not working but i'm actually making these hearts like i have clay and glaze i love pottery i love ceramics i ordered these on etsy because i wanted to launch visalia love for my game but of course my, oh my kiln God, you're had gonna have to do plans. like a, a website that's for when people google like what is visalia love so well, i have a website you hide, them, you hide them around town, people find them. And then like, y'all, do you have a, do you have an Instagram page yet? That's like hashtag Visalia love when people find it. Yeah. We hashtag Visalia love, but it's at Visalia dot love because someone already had Visalia love for an account that isn't used at all. Oh my gosh. You're going to reach out and be like, can I buy your accounts? That happened. I tried. <laughs> you know, I, I bought, I, it's funny, I bought an Instagram handle years ago. And I never even used it. It was like, it was a cool name. So I'm like, I'm going to use it. But like, I stuck with Aaron and Muchastegui instead. So those are some <laughs> cool ideas. Buying out a stadium to get stuff out there. You know, starting the team and having a way to get that name recognition. You're talking about doing social media. You're talking about professional video. Like getting these ornaments done. Like what an inexpensive way to be. I say inexpensive. I have no idea how expensive it is. Inexpensive. But, but what, a, inexpensive. what a way that anybody could do in their town. To say like, hey, here's a little fun thing to get you a little bit of that extra name recognition. There's the possibility of some kind of viral stuff where people going, hey, I found this this ornament. What does it mean? And people are like, oh, like once they recognize something, you know, 20 people say, I don't know, that's pretty cool. And then somebody else goes, oh, it's from uh, from this thing that, that Stephanie does. The super awesome. Back to where how it all started now. You're driving in your commute. You're listening to the podcast. You're still a teacher. You were a teacher. You were a vice principal. What was the moment you said, I'm going to go all in into real estate? Well, I met with an agent that sold a cabin near mine. I saw this tiny, like 300 square foot cabin sold for 192. So I hit up the listing agent and he was so super sweet and told me to just come chat with him at his open house. So I met him and we ended up talking for hours and he was so sweet. And I was like, dude, how did you sell this tiny little cabin for 192 grand? Of course, now it would sell for way more than that. But, you know, he was just talking to me about knowing how to present the cabin's value, knowing all the ins and outs of Airbnb and short-term rental potential. And then he said, why don't you just get your license and sell it yourself? Like, and well, I thought about that, but that's like terrifying. And I already got a ton of student loan debt to be in the education field. Like, why would I take on something else? But just somehow, some way I started studying, taking my courses. I passed the test on the first time, got my license. And within two months, I had eight open escrows. And 
thank God, figured out about a transaction coordinator, quickly hired one, still have her to this day. She's did phenomenal. You, did you say you had eight escrows right away? Yeah, at one time. What year was it? That was 2020. That's crazy. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so I got my license um, like February 4th in 2020. And I met a different agent at an open house. He was also so sweet. And the agents in the desert are incredible. In Visalia, we have amazing, super professional, awesome agents too. Like I've been so blessed with just meeting the right people and taking that advice to launch me to the next phase. So this agent told me, look, I know everyone says bad things about Zillow, but 29 Palms, it's a military base. Tons of people are looking from out of town. You just have to do Zillow. It will totally launch your career. So I did Zillow. My husband was like, yeah, there's no way we're paying $600 a month for something that may not work. And I'm like, yeah, screw you. I know it's going to work. And I signed up and $600, that's absolutely nothing. And my, I had, it showed like over 500 Zillow connections and I converted 10 of them. So like a 10% conversion rate is pretty huge with internet leads. It worked out phenomenally. It's not so good in Visalia and we have um, kind of a different community here. So I'm super excited that I'm not just working internet leads, but yeah, all these things just kind of have piled up and just propelled me further. Yeah. The, I, uh, so another lesson in there is just advertising, right? Like being willing to pay for advertising. Now you have to be also be ready to use it. I've heard of people doing advertising, the leads come in and they're not willing to call. So like you were a great closer. So you also have to be willing to go close it. And in some cities, Zillow leads might be the best. And in other cities, it might be a different way. And in other cities, it might be radio. It depends on your city for if Google ads or Zillow or Facebook marketing, you have to try a lot of different things. It's awesome that the first thing that you tried worked out really well. But for people out there listening, like advertising is a part of real estate. It is a part of business. Every business out there does marketing. And the and I still talk to a lot of people that don't won't spend any money on marketing yet. Or the, you know, they have their business card. And that's it. And they're trying to figure out how, how to do the rest. And it really is like an all in type experience where you got to be ready to go. So then you were like, so you went in, I, one of the other things you said that I think is a good lesson. There's, it is never too late. Like there's somebody listening today that is driving in their car, thinking about getting their real estate license. I remember talking to Elliot Hoyt on the podcast. He's one of the 30 under 30 and he was an Uber driver listening to the podcast, trying to decide yeah. if he was going to be, get licensed or not. And now he's crushing it. So for any of you guys out there listening, it's not too late to go get your license no matter what. Right. And don't let something like one of your thoughts was, well, I went to college to become a teacher. I have these student loans. Like I can't change now. Like it's almost like you have to be willing to abandon expenses or lost causes, right? Like being able to walk, same thing with flipping houses. Now. You got to be able to walk away from something and be like, okay, that was a loss. That was a mistake. I'm just going to eat it. But right now, so you, you have the mic, right? Like everybody's listening to you. What would you say to those people that are driving in their car right now that have been thinking for the last six months, should I become licensed or not? What, what would you tell them? I'd tell them try, but you have to be willing to work your ass off. 
you have to be willing to spend the money. You know, it takes money to make money. That saying is absolutely true. And, you know, what really resonated with me, the podcast where like John Clyde, Peter Lorimer, Lorimer, sorry, Pete, and Sam, like anyone talking about being authentic and being yourself and like enough with the homogenized bullshit, as Pete says, like you just have to be yourself. Like there's a niche somewhere for you. If you love sports and baseball, go advertise at every sport event or anything in your community pertaining to sports. If you have a great church community, go run with that. Just find your niche or just try a whole bunch of different things and see what works. Like part of this process has also been like discovering myself and finding out what resonates with me and like the podcast episodes and then just little pieces that have been happening in my life lately. I'm just like, either you're like on my team or you're not like, it's totally cool if I'm not your vibe, but I'm not going to try to appeal to every single person. Like I'm just going to be me, do my very, very best, work my butt off. And I feel like just the universe provides like doors open up and you end up having what you're meant to have if you let that happen. And I definitely will not tolerate like really rude or mean clients. I don't have to work with anyone I don't want to. And I can work when I want, work in my pajamas, work 24-7 if I want to. And just, you know, being authentic is the best thing you could do. Real Estate Rockstars, this is a commercial break from our biggest podcast sponsor we have right now, Rent Ready. It can be fun getting a new real estate deal, but it can be tough managing your properties after the fact, especially if you're long distance investing or trying to manage multiple properties by yourself. That's why we're here to tell you about Rent Ready. Rent Ready is a property management software that not only makes it easier to manage all your real estate deals from one platform, but they also have the best customer service support in the biz. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily manage properties, collect rent, list units, screen tenants, sign leases, all from your phone or computer. Imagine all of your real estate doors right in your pocket. How awesome is that? The best part is it's so affordable, one flat price for everything. Unlimited properties, tenants, and support with a real live human. And I have to add in there, that's a new business model that not a lot of people are doing. There's like this freemium model where people say, hey, you can try this, but as soon as you grow, it's gonna cost you a lot of money or they kind of punish you when you get too many emails on your list or too many coming. They aren't gonna punish you when you grow. They're not gonna charge you more when you get 10, 20, 30 rentals. They're gonna charge you the same when you have two or three as they will when you have 50 or 60. So you have a nice fixed cost, all software, all in one place. Check it out, Rent Ready, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. And if that's not enough, Rent Ready is giving our listeners a special code you can use to get a whole year of Rent Ready for just $54. Use code R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-50. That's Rockstar50. And sign up for Rent Ready's annual plan at rentready.com. Again, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code Rockstar50 to get Rent Ready for only $54. I think one of the things you talked about too is like knowing that you're 
like realizing that as an agent, you're self-employed now. So you don't have to say yes to the people if you don't want to. You could choose to. You could choose to work with somebody you don't want to because you need the money or because like you can yeah. choose to, but you could also choose not to. Like you get to be the boss and like you get to be the boss now as you figure out what you want to do at, as being self-employed. And so I think that that's such a great part of it as you're figuring out how you want to do your business, when you want to do your business and kind of that attitude. And then the being yourself no matter what, over the last two years, right? Like since, since COVID craziness, like you can't please everyone no matter what. Like the, the world is such a wild place. Like the, yeah. and so people are afraid to share any opinion online for risk yeah. of ruining their career forever. And so if you just be yourself, my wife even had some of the similar stuff. So she's, she runs an Instagram page called the five hour school week, right? big following, been growing like crazy. But one of the problems with that growth at different times is whenever she would share, like, especially over the last year, then she'd share an opinion about something and people would get like uh, really mad at her. Like, oh, I didn't know that you actually felt this way politically or something else. So then she'd get really nervous about being herself. And so she's like, I don't want to lose followers. I don't want to lose. So then she just stopped posting anything. She, she felt like she was afraid to do anything. She took like a month off. And then she came back and started doing it again. And she said, you know what? I'm just going to be myself. Now she's grown to 40,000 followers. So she's grown, she's sold tens of thousands of books. Like every yeah, month right I now. She's, her. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's crushing it with everything that she does. And her only intention is to help people, right? She doesn't care if the books sell, like she could care less. Like people are like, sign, do another mastermind, do a book, do something that I can pay and sign. No, she doesn't want to make any money. She wants to provide value. And so then she finally said, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm not going to be afraid to share my political opinions anymore, my health opinions anymore. I'm just going to be who I am. And she did. And when it first happened, there was a huge bump where she lost, she probably lost 10% of her people when she said like, Hey, I'm going to be honest with who I am. I can't please everybody. And then quickly after she started growing again, where it like made up for it. And now everybody that's there like knows her and is her people. And so the being authentic thing can be scary in today's world. It can be really Absolutely. scary in world because <laughs> people are ready to take you down if you voted a different way than them, if you disagree with them, if you sh if you shop at the wrong store. But being authentic wins. It wins in the long run every and time. And, and I just yeah, it's I I guess I've really never been one to care what people think. I've always gone against the grain. I've always just done my own thing. Obviously, I still have like imposter syndrome and I'm still always like, I don't know, I think anxiety fuels me. It gives me the energy to keep going. But just like being yourself is the easiest thing to do. And it is awesome when like the hardest and the easiest. Yeah. And then by being yourself, it's like you have your tribe. Then you're just surrounded by people who resonate with you. And like, I'm telling you, since I was just like full force, I'm not putting up with crap anymore. I have to protect my mental health and my energy. I need to be mindful about what I'm doing in my life. Like just so many amazing people have come into my life and just doing this baseball game and looking for charities. I mean, that has totally nourished my soul and given me so much energy and motivation to just keep pushing forward. And there's absolutely nights where I'm like crying at 3am and wondering what on earth I got myself into. 
And oh my gosh, people are going to like see me at my game. And what if like my hair is really frizzy because it's hot and humid. And then I think like, no, an entrepreneur just like found the motivation she needed to launch her new business because I have a baseball game. Like just Visalia Love gets to partner with The Rock Visalia with kindness, (laughs) The Rocks, because of this game. Like just things can be so much better when you're just yourself and then your life is exactly like what you want it to be. Well, the parts you can control. <laughs> yeah, being yourself, going big, doing the big stuff. And yeah, and you're changing lives with that. It's, it, it is even cooler when you get to talk about somebody else now being brave enough to start her business at a time because you were cool enough to share the idea as you did it. There are a couple other things you wanted to share. So the, tell me about the, the Land Glide app. Land Glide app. You said that was one of the, the text things that you use that you want to tell people about. Yeah, so especially in the desert and in countries, or in the country properties, it's super useful to use Glide. It's $99 for a year. You type in the parcel number or the address, and it shows you the owner's name, their contact information, and it takes the information, I'm pretty sure, from the tax roll. So yep. it has their mailing address. It has property boundaries it shows you in real time like if you want to pull it up while you're walking a property with your clients it will show you where you are in relation to the property boundaries and um, a lot of times especially for land I screenshot the aerial view and the boundaries and a lot of my clients that have purchased property with vacant lots next door I give them the screenshot of the contact info so they can mail a letter or make a phone call or Facebook stalk someone and try to get the lot next door if they want to. It worked for my parents. They got the property next door to them for a lot less than market value. Yeah. I could imagine that too, especially you said in that area where people like put a cabin and got five acres, like figuring out lot lines and stuff. Super, super important. I said, what are your favorite episodes on your, your application? And you listed off a gazillion of them. So you already talked about a couple. You talked about John Clyde. I love John. Great dude. Super the, um, cool. I met him several times. He's got a giant family full of girls like I do. Boys too, but just giant family. Peter Lorimer, that was one of our highest uh, downloaded episodes, 858. You know, the, what about Rachel Richards was 929. What did you like about what she said? I love money, honey. And Rachel Richards... Uh, I just, I love following her on Instagram and her community that she has built around financial literacy. And she just puts it in terms that anyone can understand and relate to. And through Money Honey, I just felt empowered and learned about how to invest. Like I got term life insurance, perm life insurance, started investing in stocks, have a huge savings for was Emergency. she before you got your license or right after you got your license? It was before. after. Okay. Yeah. yeah I and I have, yeah, she was, yeah, I was definitely like knee deep in real estate. And what about I, Oh, his was amazing. But I just wanted to say like, I bought money, honey, for lots of my clients. I've had 21 year olds, 23 year olds buying their first houses. And I give them the book for their closing gift. 
Oh, how cool. Yeah, I, I had so much fun interviewing her. She had some really great tips, too, at the very beginning of, like, people are trying to save money. She's like, well, no, you just have to earn more. Like, yeah. Not, like, you can do, so. you can, it's so much easier to earn a few hundred dollars extra a week than it is to shave $300 off what your, your expenses are. You also had uh, Sam, Debianchi, and then and Tariq El, El Musa, both two different, yeah, two different episodes that you liked. Anything that came to mind from those? I really loved Sam because she was all about providing value. And I love the thought of providing value. Granted, I have all my ideas in my notebook and haven't actually recorded those videos yet. But like, for example, a lot of clients get like kind of freaked out when you suggest that they use a local lender, like they think it's shady or that you're getting a kickback. But like, no, I see how lenders work every single day of my life. And those big name lenders charge you so much more in closing costs and will totally leave you with nowhere to go while they extend your escrow another 30 days. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, you learn that early on in real estate, how long it it took for, you know, normal stuff like that. Like you've got... uh, like you get a Bank of America, like, well, it gives me a better rate. And I really want to get this better rate because better's like, yeah, but they will never close. And now that was back in my flipping days. So I don't talk bad about any lenders, but the, I've definitely had examples of books <laughs> where the where, where there were specific ones. So I was I did the, a, a faux pas just now by accidentally saying a name of one. But anyway, that's, <laughs> that's a little funny. Man, I could keep talking to you for like an hour. We only have a couple minutes left. And the I just love how much value you've got to bring to our listeners, especially for how long you and I have been talking. You said your your utility item that you're that you're putting in. If somebody goes to Hybin Digital, if they download the toolbox, you're putting your escrow board to track current open escrows for solo agents or a team in there. So that's going to be some fun stuff. The what, was there anything else we were supposed to catch? Like the what was one of my favorite questions is get to. I would say how did you survive COVID? But you crushed it through COVID. Like you just got your license right before COVID and you crushed it and. You just kept going. You had more es- you had more houses in escrow within a month than you should have had. Like that's unfair for. I'm sure there's so many agents right now that are like, "Come on!" They're like, cr- like sad to themselves because they've been in it for six months. I guess you would say, "Do the ads and go for it." But it, and it's funny too. My next question: It's what advice would you give yourself as a new agent? The hilarious thing is, you're a new agent still. You're 18 months. But what would you have told yourself at month one, or maybe even two weeks in? What advice would you give yourself that you know now? Well, I absolutely would have said open an S-Corp. I know that's like not relevant for most people in their first year. But if you think there's any possibility that you might make three figures in your first year or your second, whenever, just get an S-Corp. When I went to filing my taxes, you know, I saved my 25%. I was prepared, I thought. And like the first CPA told me I owed like literally 50% of my income and I cried and had yeah, a major, especially in California. Yeah. Like I had a meltdown. I'm like, why on earth would anyone work this hard just to give all this money away? But thank God, like I talked to lots of super smart agents. I always want to be surrounded with people that are way smarter than me so I can learn from them. But they're like, there's no chance on earth that is right. You need a new CPA. So I got a new CPA and she went through everything with me and I owed less than the 25% I had saved. 
So that was awesome. And then she told me, you need an S corporation because next year when you do even more than this, like you're going to want to have your business. So now like I'm the president of a corporation, which sounds like way cooler than it actually is. Your it saves me money. You're Stephanie Heiser, president. If you're going to make more than 60 grand a year, you should have an S corp. That's a great, like that's great advice. No one's given that advice, but the, yeah, early on, if you're going to make more than 60,000 a year, an S corp, you will save money on because the self-employment tax, especially if you're in one of those states, if you're in Hawaii, if you're in California, if you're in New York, if you're in one of those states that charges heavy income tax to the individual also like, so in Texas, there's no personal income tax. Part of why I'm here instead of California. Uh, yeah. But the, but I remember starting my business in California. It's great advice. Get uh, get an S corp right away if you're going to be in real estate. One, that's betting on yourself. Like every one of you guys should bet that you're going to make more than sixty five thousand yes. dollars a year as an agent. So like, do it. Commit. Say I'm going to make more than sixty five thousand a year because if you're going to make more than sixty five thousand a year, then you need to have an S corp. You need to pay yourself payroll. You can hire ADP or Paychecks or any of those like services out there to cut you a check now for you know three or four thousand dollars a month on salary of that president. You're going to save tax money, and especially when you get up into hundred grand a year, two hundred grand a year, you save an incredible amount of money. I don't remember what the percentage is, but it's like an extra nineteen percent on top or an extra twenty you know, of self employment tax. So the so mm-hmm. as automatically, if you make sixty five thousand dollars a year and you are not doing an S corp. They're going to charge you 19% off that 65 before they do anything else. Just yourself. And this yes, is not, it was this is devastating. Not tax advice. Not, don't sue me for my tax advice. I'm not an attorney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. for sure. Great, great advice. So and I mean, it costs like a thousand bucks to get an S Corp. Like, don't be afraid. I was like, how the heck would I ever do that? But my CPA did it all for me. Well, I had named it Heiser Home Team because I knew in the future I would have a team. I didn't know it would be like a month in the future. Yeah, that's but... like Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Netflix named it. themselves Netflix before the internet really existed. They were like, but someday the internet, AOL existed. And they're like, we're going to name ourselves Netflix because someday we're going to deliver this on the internet and not a DVD. Stephanie, I, gotta, I have to close our interview because I've got, I've got a couple interviews today. But I have to be honest, this is the one I was the most excited about. We had been talking for a while. <laughs> The, um, I can't believe how many times I had to encourage you to come on, to be, to be like, to come on and share your story. I know you were nervous about wanting to come on because you talked about earlier, like this imposter syndrome that we have, but you have absolutely earned your spot at the table. I cannot believe that you've had your license less than 18 months. And I get so freaking excited when you say I was not a licensed agent, but I was listening to the podcast to try to see if I should do real estate. You were trying to learn before, like, so I don't know if there's a better testimonial for why people should be listening or if you have heard this and why somebody else should be. Stephanie started crushing real estate within her just first few weeks of getting her license, right? Why is that abnormal? It is an abnormal story, but she was studying to be an agent long time before she got her license. She was listening to tons of podcasts before she got her license. And so as soon as you got licensed, that was like a formality. You were already had the mindset. You were already off to the races. So it's like, how did you succeed so quickly? Because you'd already been doing this stuff for six months. You'd been thinking about it. You'd been learning. You'd been strategizing. Yeah, it was there. And and just you have to do what resonates with you. All of these episodes are phenomenal content. And some of them, I think that's amazing. I will never in my life do that. I will never cold call. I promise you that. But just hearing the people talking about being authentic or leaving their six-figure job 
that resonated with me so much. And all of these ideas about being involved in the community and lifting others up and the abundance mindset, it was just validating. It just gave me that confidence I needed to just go dominate. So thank awesome. you. Thank you. How do people get to come find you? People are going to be like reaching out. To, I know you call almost everybody I interview on the podcast. The How, do, how are people going to find <laughs> you? Like what's, what's the way you want people to reach out to you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Heiser Home Team, H-E-I-S-E-R Home Team. You could email me at Steph, S-T-E-P-H at HeiserHomeTeam.com. You can call me 559 559- Nine three one four six six three. However, it works for you. I promise I will be ready and willing to help you out and take your referrals and do whatever you need. Stephanie, you absolutely crushed it today. Thank you for coming on the show. Real estate rock stars. Thanks for listening. Thank you. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegi jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.